genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as always, with Sean Petit. Merry New Year, y'all. Casey Crawford. Police Navidad. <laughs> and RJ Vite. Hey, y'all. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, uh, we're going to ruin them for you, so I'm going to give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you want to skip. Our top story today is New Mutants, number 14. By Vita Ayala and Rod Reese. So, uh, how are we this week? How is everybody doing? Snow. We got snow. Snow hat. I am doing snow. Yes, that's good. <laughs> snow occurred. Uh, snow, snow occurred as you're listening to this. It's two days out from Christmas, which means uh, March has now lasted for nine months. <laughs> it's official. <Jesus. laughs> We're about to COVID hit. babies are already being born. <laughs> oh God! Oh yep. my God! Yeah, we're about to hit uh, St. Patrick's Day again somehow, and I just want to die. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Time is the ultimate super spreader and, event. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, I also I don't know if Adam's going to be able to edit out the cat fights that are happening in my room right now. <laughs> Yeah, you, you have the TMNT weasels in the room behind you. <laughs> I do. Well, you know, awesome. it was a little bit much to drop the swords and battle armor just as we were about to record. <laughs> I just have one cat that screams. His name is Milo. And Milo just, like, he'll start it. And then before anyone even touches him, he's just like, <laughs> That's me. Why? You start. I'll separate them and then he'll start it again. I'm like, well, now this is just your fault. I'm not, I'm not helping you anymore. <laughs> You've done They're this right, to yourself. That always reminds me of that meme with the two cats in a cardboard box, like batting at each other, and the cardboard box says Fort Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm living in Fort Asshole right now, specifically this room. The cats had nothing to do with that, though. <laughs> it's true. I just welcomed them in with open arms. They just fit right in. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's been a week. Yeah, it has been a week. I'm glad I need it. I need a weekend. So yeah, but it's I mean, it was now, super so. nice for it to snow and and not have to go anywhere. Oh, that was delightful. Was oh like, oh yeah, cool, speak for your fucking selves, man. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I usually do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are definitely us over in retail hell are just riding the subway with literal monsters in the middle of yeah. a pandemic. Yeah, you shared a story that's not even appropriate to share. I'm on not going to say we it on here. Yeah. We don't Off all commute to Fraggle Rock, okay? And I think you should go get tested for not only COVID, but for several other things that are, you probably <laughs> caught airborne on that subway train. Uh, yeah, I, I'm doubling up on masks in, in public transit, so I don't know if that probably. does. I don't know if it's like condoms and that that d- negates it. I don't know. <laughs> I think you might just need to like um, just buy a full body suit when you go on public transportation. I, I just, a beekeeper suit for yeah. some They're reason. Just a, just a scuba suit. Like, <laughs> you have your own air supply. Oh, like, what about, yeah. like, an old school, like, like diver suit from, like, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> metal helmet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from, uh, what, what's that game? Bio, whatever? Bioshock. Bioshock, yeah, Bioshock, yeah. yeah that thing. I'm gonna be Big Daddy. Mm. <laughs> just clomping uh. around the subway <laughs> honestly that would have been the third weirdest thing that the the conductor has seen that day that that's hour oh, yeah. really 
We probably wouldn't even bat an eye. Yeah, nope. Mm-mm. But speaking of COVID tests, um, in case any of our listeners have been sitting on the edge of their seat for a whole week, <laughs> mine came back negative. Yay. Like I said, <laughs> just depression and anxiety. So yeah. congratulations. Like just yeah, g- good relieved. news. You're just, uh, your brain is killing you. <laughs> also, my, my asthma's uh, taking a turn for the worse. So that's been super great, cool. for, the, great. for the depression and anxiety. And the, the hypochondria. So I'm yeah, sure and the medical anxiety. Great. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a full blown panic over <laughs> here. At, uh, house <laughs> Sheen. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fantastic. But it's fantastic. So, uh, how about some comic books? Yeah, we read some of those this week. Um, I read a real big one. <laughs> uh, well me and me and sean did at least yeah uh reckless volume one not just issue one <laughs> volume one by ed brubaker and sean phillips and i believe jacob phillips did colors so. oh he did i did not get a chance to check that out that's great yeah so we've been talking about him with that texas blood but the other team is back baby they're back baby uh <laughs> the 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 criminal team uh if you guys I haven't listened to this. This book was great. Yeah, and it's I it's basically huge, the first in fan. it's the first in their series of what they're basically trying to do, like a pulp book like series. So the the yeah. dude's name is Ethan Reckless, which is Love amazing. It. Love it. And that sounds each, like a punk band frontman. Also funny you should yeah. mention that because there's a punk character in here. They keep mentioning decline of the Western civilization because it takes place in 1981 in like yeah. L.A. or San Francisco or something. Uh. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to do a quick rundown because, like, this is a full-on trade. Yeah, no, um, it's a lot. Like, you get some bang for your buck with this book. It's yeah, awesome. Um, obviously, for familiar with their the the team, the art is always it's the same that same art style, that pulpy art style. I fucking love it. Um, but it kind of turns out we have like a ex FBI agent turned like fixer essentially yeah. where he kind of set up like an 800 number that people can just call him offer a x amount of money for a job and he will just do it or not do it yeah if he um, likes the uh, if he likes the story enough he'll do it it's not yeah. because he necessarily needs to or wants to. it's because he wants to help people but yep. also making money is nice yeah and then he kind of goes back into his backstory where he was go he went undercover uh with some I don't remember exactly what we would hippies. call them. Hi- yeah, I guess just hippies. Hippies yeah. turned radicals. Yeah, radical. More radicals in that time where they were protesting and kind of infilt- going over to cover there. And he had an accident where now he like part of his brain is he's just they talk about a lot where he just he remembers when he used to feel things. And now he just feels man. I, I hate dulled. it. I hate it when it, uh, an explosion turns me into a sociopath. That yeah, sucks. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. Such a yeah, bad feeling. <laughs> and then he eventually runs into a woman that he kind of fell in love with when he was undercover, and she kind of recruits him for another one of these jobs to kind of figure out to help her get some money back. And then that's kind of where this story takes off. Um, so like, many twists like, and turns. I don't even know if we want to talk about them all because I, I want don't. people to read I just, it. I'm going to give you the little teaser where he kind and then he just begins to investigate to help help the this case this the woman that he he did i liked at the beginning because this is all like the first 20 30 pages like talks about like yeah i remember i remember being in love with her i just can't remember what it feels like and i was like fuck fuck yeah and he's like he when he sees her he's like i know i should feel heartbreak right now and i feel bad that i don't 
have that for her. Like she Exa- deserves yeah. she deserves me to feel heartbroken right now and I just can't. Like dang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's also this- like a whole thing where like the only thing he feels now is anger. Yeah. So like he has to do the jobs to like quell the anger and then he can actually sleep at night. Otherwise he doesn't sleep and doesn't feel anything. It's just like, mm-hmm. Oh my yeah, God. <laughs> great character. And like I said, you know, um, there, like Casey was saying before, like this is kind of setting up a new kind of criminal type universe where now we have this Ethan reckless character that we're going to follow around and get stories of his, in, in his universe. Yeah. So. And like theoretically each book is like a different job or series of jobs. Yeah, and exactly. like at one point he mentions that one of the books will be how he met his assistant, the punk chick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, because it's a almost, cool format. I yeah, like that. it's great. Yeah, because I think the the narrations like him, it feels like it's almost him later, like like writing a memoir almost, like yeah. recounting the events and telling someone this story. So it, that's how it kind of reads. Yeah, and he's like, "That's a story for another day," and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. okay, different book. Got it. Cool." Yeah. Which is, <laughs> I'm as soon as they say, I'm like, "Cool, I'm getting more of these. Fantastic. I'm, I'm in." Yeah, they're putting um, out at least three in 2021. I don't know if this counts as one of the three, but like that's that that's the plan. They've got some locked and loaded in the Reckless universe, or just the OG. No, the Reckless. Yeah, like out. Reckless oh. Book Two is April 2021. Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like Casey was saying, like lots of turns that I was like, oh, oh, oh shit. damn, oh shit, <laughs> oh shit. Um, yeah, this was this was really cool. Um, that whole vibe again. I think we talked about criminal before. If you like that at all, just pick, just buy yeah, it. Just buy it. Sight it's unseen. Great. It, I was describing it to people as, um, if you've seen the movie Nice Guys, it's got that kind of vibe without any of the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually wow. a really good way to describe it. Because um, it's it's very dated. Like it feels like a snapshot in time of yeah, both the eighties and all the flashbacks to like sixties so and seventies. Mm-hmm. Replace Ryan Gosling's character with any other Ryan Gosling character. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ryan Gosling's amazing in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, this is just if Ryan Gosling was dead inside. <laughs> so a real no, it's, it's actually Gosling Russell Crowe. It's Russell oh, yeah. Crowe's character, That's and he is point, dead yeah. inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um. um it's it's great there's such uh, like, I, I just want to point out there was like one panel that was my absolute favorite where he just shows up at his oh. like old partner's house covered in blood no his old handler is his old well yes his old handler when he was undercover fbi yes and um the the partner opens the door and he's like what the hell happened to you and he's like nothing i happened to someone else i'm like damn <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was fucking oh, badass damn. yeah yeah this dude's like he's I I like following because he's like a smart guy, but like again, he's just like a little dead inside. So he's just a little. He makes <laughs> he makes mistakes, but then like just because he's just not he doesn't think like a normal person anymore. But he's still trying to just like help people. Yeah, it's a it's a like he's just, they do a really good job of this seventies eighties noir pulp story. Yeah, like, there's they very clearly were of this generation. Oh so they, yeah. They capture it very well. I also, I don't, so there were like a bunch of really specific and like really poignant almost like references in this book. Mm-hmm. One being they're watching Night of the Hunter because he lives in an abandoned movie theater. Which is great. Which is great. Uh, the villain, not villain, whatever, one of the like bad guys that he's going after is reading A Stranger Beside Me. Mm-hmm. Um by Anne Rule about Ted Bundy. Yep. And and then like his his assistant keeps wanting to play uh Decline of the Western Civilization because she's like a punk. And I'm like, I don't know 
who this book is made for that also gets all three of those references, but it's definitely me. <laughs> like, holy shit, those are very specific and very amazing references. <laughs> and it's interesting. I didn't, yeah, it's, oh my God. it It's so good. Yeah. I don't, yeah, like it's one of those, it's a full trade. It's a full on story. So like, I don't want to like get into it because that's part of the, I think, greatness there's, with these. There's a big it's, reveal at the end. Uh, that makes it like the most me yeah, book ever. Yeah, that was. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's fucking great. <laughs> I was like, I fucking knew it. Yeah, Always like, the course. bad guy. Always. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. How so, did I not see that coming? Yes. So if if you're happen to know me personally or want to at me on Twitter, I can I can explain what twist that was. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> well worth your money though. You yes. get a full on trade, and this is kind of I love this that this is like their format now because these stories read so well collected. Yeah. Sometimes criminal shouldn't just be a single issue. Sometimes it, you need yeah. the whole story at once to really get the the gravity. You know. Because they they do these they do these callbacks to just the most specific characters. Yeah, there's like one little panel of like blink and you miss it shit that he's like, that was it. That was the thing and, and I didn't see it. the entire story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. they, he does a really good job with that and uh, the, the, like I said, the art style, they're just, they make magic together. Yep. Uh, it's, it's it's so good. Just pick, go get it. Just buy it. Hell yeah. Just buy it now. Just buy it. Just shut up. Shut up and buy it. Use your, um, you know, what are we going to be? No, we're going to be right before. Ask for some Christmas money. Or yeah. Gift buy it for someone else for Christmas, too. Buy, like, two or three copies and just yeah. give it away. It's <laughs> great. Go to your lo- get a gift card to your local comic book shop. Ask for that. And then go buy this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well worth your time and money. Speaking of magic, though, we're back with Second Coming again. Oh. <laughs> Second Coming, Only Begotten Son, number one. Talk about a more me book. Holy shit. Um, it's by uh, Mark Russell, Richard Pace, uh, Leonard Kirk, and Andy Troy. Um, yeah, I didn't realize you were such a big Superman fan. Yeah, um, I'm not a fan of Superman or Jesus, but man. <laughs> I, I love that, that it's like, it's a book for you about two characters that you really don't like very That I much. don't like at all, honestly. Because this was just like the origin story to Superman. It's so good, but it's it was like a, but it's just in a very Mark Russell way. In a very, uh, capitalism is the worst. Kind oh, of absolutely, way. yeah. <laughs> but no. also, like, it's like a like a shitty episode of Jetsons. <laughs> yeah, I just it realized is. I referred to Jesus as a character. <laughs> I mean, you're not. He's wrong. a character in this book. <laughs> okay. There you there it is. So it's okay. Not only is he a character in this book, and he was a fucking character. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, was, <laughs> that he, guy. Was, he was he was a fucking character. He could bring the house down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically we get uh, a snapshot of Zirconia, which is obviously Krypton, and it is um, basically Superman's parents, right? Um, so we get yeah. like this the the best scientist on Zirconia, and he's coming home and telling his wife that the planet's gonna explode tomorrow. And I love that, like, he's just, he comes home and he's obviously having a bad day. And she's like, no, you need to talk to me about it. Like, please tell me what's wrong. And he's like, but I, the planet's going to explode. And she's like, I really wish you hadn't told me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I also like, though, she's like, she's like, why? It's like, because everything's fucking crystal. Yeah. We just yeah. live, like, we just live in this yeah, crystal yeah. world. This, this planet is made of crystal. 
crystal and we've been mining it for a millennia <laughs> obviously the planet's about to explode <laughs> i love yeah. i just it killed me because he's like everything around is crystal yeah, look around <laughs> yeah it's it i uh, it like perfectly matches that like it's got this tone of wit and mm-hmm. like criticism like right. a, that like it's, it's that perfect balance. satire sweet That's spot that's why it felt like an episode of Jetsons, because it's just like, like, uh, like sitcom. Like they get stuck in this dinner. Yeah, the oh, yeah. dinner like, thing it's was just fucking so bad. ridiculous. Yeah. No, okay. so, so the line literally is: "She's like, how is that even possible?" He's like, "How is it possible? Look around. Everything here is made of fucking crystal." Um, and then, and she's like, "No, we can't. We can't. The planet can't explode tomorrow. We have plans." And he's like, what the fucking "Who?" And it turns out it's their friends. Uh, Gordo and Vera, and Gordo sells timeshares. So he's <laughs> so he's the worst. He's the fucking he's worst, and she's just like a vapid agent. materialist bitch. So like, they <laughs> they have them over, and she's like, "Oh, I made like novelty Earth food. It's the they they boil soup. like root vegetables and yeah. meat and call it soup." <laughs> so fucking. <laughs> oh my god. I love the idea of like, oh, I love Earth food. It's like what? He's also, I just I love it because. Of like, all Earth food too. Yeah, right. They're like really the couple's like really eccentric, and I mean they're they're just vain. And he is more annoyed at everything. Like just turned to eleven. <laughs> yeah, like they are. He already didn't like these people, and yeah. then he's like he knows. I'm spending the, the very like, last minutes like, on my pla- right. on my planet with the worst people in the world. <laughs> yeah, no, and like ah, oh, there's such a good like. The, the shitty timeshare guy says like like cause basically the, the main character says something to the effect of just like like you know what makes the world go round and he's like no it's uh it, it's the future the reason people keep building buying and investing is that they care about the future that's what sanity is just another word for caring about the future and he's like you know what you know what's gonna happen you're gonna die and screaming in molten lava that's what's gonna happen that's what I can guarantee for you <laughs> Just like, and he like flips the table <laughs> and just kicks him out. Oh him. yeah, and, and like and then his wife, his wife is right behind him, and I fucking loved it. Oh yeah, and like as they're kicking them out, the wife is just like, um, hold on, one second, and grabs this crystal tiara off the wife's head and smashes it, and she's like, that was ten thousand credits, you skank, and she's like, okay, well, I'll pay you tomorrow. <laughs> fucking great oh my god and like there's this really good moment where he's basically like i can't believe i wasted all that time and effort like like outside of yeah like at work not here with you and the family yeah and yeah he's like i'm sorry i wasted so much time at work all those missed weekends and holidays for what the world's most expensive crackers crystal furniture i don't even know what that thing is <laughs> he just points at like a statue made of crystal right because she she uh she criticizes how much he spent on crackers and he's like i guess i was was trying to live up the end of the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got it from trader zogs obviously yeah. <laughs> just splurge on these crackers and then i love then they, i love that like they're trying to figure out so they're just like they're having this whole conversation they're like what about sunstar they're like oh shit yeah uh he's like oh so um 
I spent all of our credits on a spaceship, and it's just a teeny tiny spaceship. And he's like, "Do you know how much spaceships cost?" And she's like, "You couldn't yeah. have gotten anything bigger." Well, um, I don't understand. I love the spaceship. I don't understand why he bought a small yeah, spaceship. No what idea. is it for? It's all he could afford. <laughs> but was it like why buy it in the first place? Yeah, because he says he's on a, uh, a scientist on a government salary. <laughs> what do you do with it? You it's send like your baby you send to your the baby place to that makes soup. Yeah. Oh, clearly exactly. <laughs> he I, planned ahead. I love it's like that, that Simpsons they... bit with the really tall guy with the tiny little car. <laughs> Everyone needs an automobile. This is the largest one I could afford. <laughs> and yeah, like, pretty much. I love that they they pick what planet to send their baby to based on like what was that planet with the soup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just oh Earth. Yeah, I guess Earth is fine. And then no, they, I like that we're the... just soup planet. We're the soup planet. We're the soup. I mean, planet. aren't we? I mean, aren't we, we kinda, really yeah. Just... I mean, the the planet technically is mostly soup. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> true. Good point. Good yeah, point. and what then is the oh, ocean man. besides a giant mass of crab bisque. <laughs> <laughs> I always get a bowl of soup and just soup and pontificate the universe and like <laughs> stare into its swirling mass. And I I love that like as they're like shipping him off, they say farewell, son. I can only hope that you find a planet that isn't as short sighted and self destructive as ours was. A place Urgh. that takes survival seriously. And it's like oh. yikes. Ooh, ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Very uh, Mark Russell commentary mm-hmm, on that, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Yep, always the biting satire. It's so good. Uh, yeah, but yeah, and then get, like, yeah. and then it cuts back to you know present day Earth, and it's like just Jesus caressing the pregnant mom's stomach because it's now Sunstar's about to have a baby, and he's talking about moving out. And he's like, I can go live with my dad. He's got a bunch of mansions. Ugh. <laughs> 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 But yeah, no, this this issue was super good. Uh, you know, as always, just the perfect combo of comedy and tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Great, great uh return to the series. Yep. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be that like specific origin story, but Yeah. Nailed it. Such a great take on the that classic origin story. Yeah. No, it's so good. All right, well. Strap in, motherfuckers. It's time for King Tank Girl. Oh, yeah. shit. Let's fucking do this. Yeah, man. King Tank Girl number two finally is yeah, I was out. say, finally, you have it. Well, it, it, it's funny because <laughs> I, I think the first issue was delayed by almost a month. So the second issue showed up as like scheduled to be released the next week. I'm like, fuck, is this a weekly book? That's weird. And then it took a month from then to finally get it. So like... I- so they pushed it. I just like that you had the conversation last time you covered it about how you how they keep restarting. Yeah. And you can never get past a, like a like a certain number of issues of Tank Girl. And, and then this one like, just didn't show up. The, yeah. the curse. Like, right away, the second issue was delayed. Like yeah. after, it's like the day after I said that. But it's finally here, and it's it's glorious. We're we're kind of it's it's getting back to kind of the roots of Tank Girl and what I really love about Tank Girl, which is you get two kind of mini series happening at the same time. And then in between both of them you get like a few pages of shit you can cut out for fun. Like there's a bumper <laughs> sticker you can cut out. They have little uh templates for pins that you can make yourself if you want to. Oh, that's nice. fun. Yeah, that's cool. I f- fucking love that shit about Tank Girl. Sometimes you get uh, paper dolls and shit. <laughs> like it's like a f- an activity book for. I, I love a comic book that encourages you to destroy it. Like right. that's honestly <laughs> beautiful to me. Which it. is why I usually buy two copies of Tank Girl because I'm it's usually tempted to cut that, shit out. 
<laughs> Send shivers down my spine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so so the 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 first the first half we we pick up um where the first half of the last issue left off, which is um she's Tankerl- King Arthur now. Tankerless King of England because she she wielded Excalibur. Beautiful. Of course, and without worse. She sent all of her does. loyal knights out to try to find this action figure that she's trying to to get the. Um... And wouldn't it be cool if she was one of the Captain Britons? Oh, that would be dope. How do you know she's not? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. She I hope be. she shows up in uh, Excalibur. A good little crossover. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but this is the quest for the Holy Grail because the uh, the the action <laughs> figure is the Grail Seeker. So uh, she's got Booga digging up every front garden in Cornwall, England. I'm sure um, that's going over well with all the old ladies that live in Cornwall. Right. Uh, <laughs> Jack Girl and Sub Girl figured out a way to make a shitload of money by selling Tank Girl relics to people. <laughs> and then Barty and Stevie have just been searching all of the pubs in England and getting oh, just. I wonder what they're looking for. Ass faced. <laughs> so. What what ends up happening is they've been the nights have been gone for so long that uh Tank Girl's just getting bored. All she does is just like eat and like uh, abuse Camp Koala. So she's just like I, I like where the hell is everybody? So we cut and find out where everybody is and Stevie for some reason just has Excalibur and the he and Barney get kicked out of a of a pub and Barney finally asks him, like, why Why do you have Excalibur? And he's like, oh, shit, I stole this, didn't I? Like, I don't even know how or why <laughs> I have it. And he panics and throws it into a pond. <laughs> and then in that moment, Subgirl and Jetgirl show up. And they're like, you guys got to help us. We just threw Excalibur into the lake. So Subgirl goes in and, and, you know, gets all of her scuba gear on and starts looking for it in the lake. When Booga shows up, and Booga shows up just as Subgirl finds it and raises it out of the lake. So he goes running in and grabs it. And Barney's like, "Well, wait, isn't the prophecy that whoever gets the sword from the lady in the lake is rightfully king of England?" <laughs> so as this is all happening, um, the peasants and town people are rising up against tank girl because she hasn't done shit as king and everyone's just like roiling in poverty so you have this this uprising against king tank girl and now you have a new king booga as per prophecy so now we have a war between kings of course oh my god God. yeah it's just total insanity yeah i also need this to cross over with once in future and then like the granny and her grandson just show up and start stabbing start booga yeah, just start sh- <laughs> trying to shoot <laughs> tank girl and booga yeah oh and in the process um of the the peasant uprising uh tank girl just got into her tank and just ran over a shitload of them as, as one does. jesus and then knighted um camp koala um what does she call him sir arcelot Nice. Yeah. So Cam Koala is now Sir Arcelot. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, lots of stupidity. Super fun. So then the <laughs> the uh, the other half is um, the surfers, right? Yeah, the surfers. We're still back in 1960s California because of a, a magic tiki charm that Barney had that Booga won off of her in cards, and then wished them into 60s 
California while they were being chased by a, a headhunter who ended up also there with them. Really <laughs> wacky fucking story. So uh, we learn a little bit more about this charm where Barney finds a surf shop that's just selling a shitload of the same charm that she had. So she buys one and then tracks down the guy who makes them. And he goes, oh, yeah, these give you three wishes. He's like, She's like, so they're all magic? He's like, yeah, if they, why would I sell them if they weren't magic? So she gets a new charm that now she has three wishes. <laughs> and then um, this, this headhunter that they, like, knocked out in the last issue comes to, and there's, like, a whole lot of shit I'm skipping because this, this story kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But no, <laughs> the issue ends with this guy coming to and just shooting uh, Barney in the head. So Barney Jesus. dies at the end of this issue. Good, Good Lord. Lord. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my it's God. like for... fucked up and crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of other shit going on. Like there, this guy has goons who are like just trying to find their way around in, in this 1960s California Barney <laughs> runs into some talking puffball guy named um, Nelson. That's like the um, the the goofy alien that's friends with the like Scooby Doo troop that are all surfers. Yeah, th- this whole thing has kind of a Sid and Marty Croft feel about it. Like it's got a very Hanna Barbera vibe that like with a fucked up edge. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, th- they had in the previous issue they had buried the tank under a uh, a sandcastle. And Booga went back into the tank to get his Jack Reach around novels. <laughs> oh my god! Fuck, that's good. Is that is that just Jack Reacher? But yeah, uh, that's but like awesome. a porno parody. It's just the <laughs> Tank so Girl good. version of that. So oh yeah, my it's god, got filthy it's words in it. That's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, so he was in he was in the tank, kind of slacking off while this guy came to. So like, um. Tank Girl's trying to get Booga's attention. Like, Booga, this guy's awake. You need to blow this guy up. And he's, it, meanwhile, he's he's in the tank going like, oh, Jack, reach around. I wish I was as action-packed as you are. Like, meanwhile, oh. there's just all this crazy shit going on around him. <laughs> and Booga, and uh, Barney's dead. So we don't know what the hell happens to her. So. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a hell of an episode. Or episode. That's well, a hell of an issue. It's wild because there's now two different versions of Barney. One's alive and one's dead. <laughs> uh, well, there's point. also infinite amount of wishes, so you could just wish her back to life. Well, she has three wishes, but uh, uh, RJ has brought up previously that the ultimate break <laughs> to three wishes is wishing that there weren't any rules about wishes. And there's infinite tiki idols. Well, yeah, there's a whole there's fucking a whole, surf shop a whole full store of these tiki of them. idols. So you don't even need to wish for more wishes. You could just buy more wishes. Yeah. But also, yeah, take away the rules and then wish her back to life. Right. The end. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, like, obviously they're going to wish her back to life. It's just I thought it was funny. I was like, if this were any other book, this would be a hot issue because they killed Barney. <laughs> oh, but there's yeah, two storylines going on where Barney is alive in one of them. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's just yeah. pure madness. Um, I don't even think I said the I didn't read the masthead. No, nope. but this is Alan Martin and Brett Parson. You but got this there. Is, Typical Alan Martin madness of just like throwing the rules of storytelling into the into the fan and just like doing whatever the fuck you want and love it. It works, man. I fucking love this book. Hell yeah! All right, is that is that me? It is. The 
long-awaited return of Black Cat. <laughs> oh, Got nice. a Black Cat number one by Jed McKay, um, CF Villa, and Brian Reber. Um, so I talked a lot about the uh, the first Black Cat ongoing, and this one, this is just a continuation of it. Um, yeah, it's like they, the same creative team, right? I don't know if it's yeah. the same artist, but I know it's the same writer. It is the same artist. Okay, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, they, so they, they took a break and then came back, but they decided to relaunch it as a number one, um, and then under, like, it tying into King and Black. Um, yeah, it would have been sooner, but King and Black got delayed, so then this got delayed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it they, they've said that it's going to continue past King and Black, too, so it this is the, this is the same ongoing, just um, split up. So it's not like it's just a King and Black miniseries. Um, but so excited that she's back because book is so good, and I I, mi- I missed her. And this story is <laughs> fucking wild. Yeah, this is fun. I, I read this right after Tank Girl, and it has a very similar vibe. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Felicia does a narration, um, like she's done in other issues, where she kind of talks about how money is the real fuel for robbery, and you know that that's what makes the wheels turn and how even shield has um you know like slush money going around um i wonder and, where, I wonder uh, where that uh goofy idea came from couldn't right. possibly be uh analog for the cia no Any, i don't know what you're talking could about. never <laughs> could, could never be that um and uh so yeah she's given this narration well uh over uh robbery scene that's not her but like these kind of like nameless uh goons are uh picking up stuff and getting into a firefight and whatnot um but then they're driving down this tunnel and that's where felicia comes in she's hanging upside down and uh she talks about the term toe cutter which is a uh australian crime crime slang about um people who let other people rob uh like do the do the robberies and then um, rob them and you know they they save them the hard work, which also makes the first Mad Max movie make a lot more sense because that's <laughs> the name of the villain. I did never, oh, I never well, knew, I never knew what that meant. So that's fun. Retroactive context. Yeah. How many years later? Yeah. Also, R.I.P. the guy that played Toe Cutter. So. Oh, sad. <laughs> anyway. Um, so she's pro- she's like so you're probably wondering how because she's like upside down like hanging she's like probably wondering like uh, how I'm doing this and it zooms out and she's in the spider buggy the spider mobile <laughs> I love the spider mobile it's so great it's so stupid why does it exist it, it is nothing but a a comedic plot device anymore and and a toy. <laughs> yes. I, I feel like that only exists to sell toys to kids. It's like classic. And, uh, but she's like, their narration is like, you're probably wondering, it's like, what? He wasn't using this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just collecting dust. It's fine. It I'm, I'm just borrowing it. <laughs> yeah. So she she's like using the uh, the Spider Mobile to um, go up onto the roof, and uh, she's like rappelling down and about to you know get the score. And then uh, they're like in a tunnel, and uh, this the whole 
everything of the tunnel gets exploded. By a and, fucking uh, symbiote dragon. Yeah, it's a symbiote dragon. Because <laughs> King of Black is happening. So, of oh, course, right, 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 right. you got to be careful of the of the symbiote dragon. Yeah, there's yeah, just sticky the- black stuff everywhere that could turn into monsters. It's just raining cats and dogs and dragons right now. So, so she, she, she like, blacks out and she wakes up and she's like, what happened? And her assistants are like, uh, well, there's this, this goo monster came in and <laughs> ruined everything. <laughs> So she's she like, kinda, well, I'm going to go punch the guy that ruined everything, and then the guy that ruined everything is fucking null. Right. <laughs> so she hops out, and she um, comes across Captain America, and uh, she they, they play this scene out kind of um, in pieces of her talking to Captain America, and then, like, her watching them fight, and she's like, she, uh, it's like, and we have Doctor Strange, but then Doctor Strange gets... Goo covered, goo sphered. Yeah, um, she gets swallowed by the goop. Right. So I guess Noel is like stealing heroes in goo spheres. Um, <laughs> there's this, there's this line of like I, of her looking at Captain America was like I never believed in America. You know, America's built on theft. Uh, and she's like looking at Stevens like, but thinking like you know looking at him makes me kind of want to believe for even a second um as he gets like and then like he also gets uh covered and gooped um, yeah he's basically like you're the only person that can get out of this go save yourself right and 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 save us by doing this job i'm now hiring you to do while i'm being gooped <laughs> so, so then it cuts to uh like the the current timeline um the the scenes are kind of interspliced, but uh essentially she broke into Alchemax, I think is the mm-hmm. the the doctor who's like a friend of Eddie Brock. Um they they're at his place and they're like asking him to to join him and or join them and uh he's like what do you need me for? It's like well you're friends with Venom, we we need a symbiote expert because we're gonna go steal Doctor Strange. <laughs> like what? No. What is right. that? What does that mean? I love yeah. that. It's like it's a heist. It's a Doctor Strange thing. Doctor they Strange go is the thing a- that's being heisted. It's also not a rescue. To- it's a theft. Like how? Yeah. Is, like the phrasing of it specifically so being so a heist so and not a rescue. Doctor Strange. <laughs> we need one of those. Uh, so good. That yeah, no, great. that I cannot so fucking good. wait for where this goes. It's yeah. so good. Just an <laughs> Ocean's awesome. Eleven where Doctor Strange is the is the score. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my god! So that brings us now to Jed McKay's other book that yeah. we all loved, Taskmaster Number Two. This is great. Uh, <laughs> it's by yeah, so it, it's by Jed McKay, um, Alessandro Vitti, and Guru EFX. Uh, so as we last left Taskmaster, he's basically has to copy the, like, kinetic signatures of, like, three different people to unlock this, um, file that, uh, Maria Hill had, uh, It's like how they move and stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's how they walk, basically. Yeah. And so, like, in order to do that, he has to see them up close in person. He can't watch a video to figure that out, to, like, to, to, to copy their moves, right? So... First up on the list is uh, Coulson. Uh, uh, what's his face is uh, Nick Fury's ex best friend and right hand man. Um, he was dead and now is not. So something's kind of fucky there. 
Um, mm-hmm. And not only that, Pete, he's also the leader of the uh, Squadron Supreme, which is, if you don't know Squadron Supreme, basically, if you took all the DC characters and turned them into Marvel characters... Made them the Avengers. Made them the Avengers, but like kind of like the... Not like evil, but like... The Ameri- they're like way more under the American government control. Yeah, it's like uh, well, right now, sim- similar to like the boys, but not as explicitly evil. Where they're they're funded by the government <laughs> and they're like the all American team, you know. And it um, comes with sour cream. That <laughs> because that, it's that's supreme. been one of the because um, it's a supreme. Yes, nice. That's Sorry, been one I of the can't uh, help that. That's been one of the um, plot threads of Aaron's Avengers is. Coulson secretly running the Squadron Supreme. I don't know if it's ever like come back, come up. Before well, it's coming this. up now. That's the yeah. plot of this. So, kind of. So basically, they're like, well, you know, if Coulson is alive, and if it is Coulson, there's only one place he'll be today. It's Wednesday. He'll be at the comic book store. I love <laughs> nerd. This. Yeah. What a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What a fucking nerd. Um, but also, like, what a weird nationalist. So, like, that makes me think it isn't Coulson, because he's saying some weird shit. So he, like, basically comes up to the counter and asks, like, how the Squadron Supreme books sell, and he's like, nothing more American than the Squadron Supreme. It stands for Truth, Justice, and America, and we put our boot in your ass. It's the American way. It's yeah. like, what the fuck it's are like, you saying? And he's got this, like, sinister look on his face. Yeah, he really does. It's, uh, yeah, something's weird. Like, with, if I saw the- someone like that in our comic shop, I'd, I'd call the cops. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's what I would, Avengers. You, you wouldn't see him because I would have already kicked I him. I think that's yeah. what Avengers has been setting him up as. Yeah, some some kind of some weird that, nationalist thing going yeah. on. Um, and yeah, so he's just kind of like walking around the comic store, and like he's like, "Hey, friend, what's your what's your favorite uh team?" And he's like, everyone's just- favorite team is Squadron Supreme. Watch this. Hey, what's your favorite team? And he goes, Alpha Flight. <laughs> <laughs> and the person that says Alpha Flight is Taskmaster, because he's just yeah. trying to like scope out uh Coulson like while undercover. And he's just like, no one's favorite is Alpha Flight. And then basically like makes him, like realizes that he's just like, this is Coulson to dispatch, and then immediately as he's as Taskmaster is punching him, he just kind of whispers like Hyperion, and it's like, oh fuck, 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 because Hyperion is Superman, yeah. basically. So in a split second, at the speed of sound, Hyperion shows up and just proceeds to beat the ever-loving living shit out of Taskmaster. Just fucking breaks every goddamn bone in his body. I, I, I just love that. That Coulson was about to call in the squadron just at anyone who said their favorite team was Alpha Flight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. What? <laughs> Sad day for Alpha Flight dude, fans. Taskmaster got his ass beat, but he, he got his. He ended up yep. taking down. Yeah. So so we basically, yeah, he just he's just ripping him a new one. And it's intercut with him talking to Fury about like what the fuck they're going to do. Uh, you know, Because if, he's a fucking god. Yeah, because he's just a god. Um, And... Turns out there is, you know, very similar to Superman. He has his own kryptonite. Yeah. Uh, he that has his own luck- glowing green rock that kills him. Yep, that mm-hmm. kills him. And luckily, you know, this is Nick Fury, so he's got access to it. So Taskmaster, number one, puts it on an arrow. Number two, calls back a classic Hawkeye bit. And, and like, as he's, like, dying... 
he says like he, he shoots the arrow misses and then hyperion's like ha fuck you you were never gonna hit me because i'm fucking hyperion and taskmaster goes boom he's like what boom boomerang and then the fucking (laughs) (laughs) kryptonite hits him in the back (laughs) fucking takes him out it was great oh it's so good and then like he's he's more blood than white cape at this point yeah he got he got wrecked (laughs) Uh, and then he like basically calls like he's like control control get me out of here just like (laughs) calling nick fury to come get him (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so good yeah so then basically uh it ends with black widow discovering the lair and like what they're up to so she's hot on their tail and figuring out that they're going after those three leaders of state so Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's uh it's a fun issue it's so fun it's it's a fun book (laughs) yeah like can't can't say enough how funny this book is uh even as taskmaster is just getting pummeled yeah he's he's just a snarky little shit (laughs) and like the whole time as he's just getting like beaten he's just like gonna die gonna die like his internal monologue is just gonna die die." (laughs) i am getting wrecked right now (laughs) but he's still gonna do the mission so you know no problem no he's a he's a professional (laughs) he's something he was hired Uh, to do a job and he's gonna do it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got some shout outs. Uh could not let this episode go by without talking about Post Americana. Yeah. Uh, by Steve Scrosi and Dave Stewart. How is this book not written by you? I know, right? Yeah. I almost made it I almost made it one of my picks, um, but I can't have two books about how capitalism is terrible. I actually read these back to back by accident and it was like they're so snarky. Yeah. And just like the comedy is so similar. Oh my god, yeah, that's amazing. I think I read like this and then Second Coming, so that makes perfect sense for me. Um yeah, I, I, it probably should have been a, a pick, but we all love Taskmaster too much, so I, this one got dumped down into the, the shoutouts, but I will absolutely be talking about this book more. There's a character named Flying Fuck. That's really all you need to know. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. There's mute. It's post, like post-America. Like There's just mutant chickens. It feels just like- fucking kill people. Like, oh, it feels yeah. like uh, Little Bird without any- with, like, uh, with way more humor. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's Little Bird- and in the same way of Little Bird, the villain is like the one percent, and uh, like super fascist America. There's like a apocalypse that happened, but the one percenters live in a giant bubble that keeps them well, they, like they isolated all, from everyone. They all went to the mountain. It's like all the all the uh, heads of state were supposed to make it, but they never made it. So it's just the one percent, and now just like this and, psychotic dude has yeah, taken and they're over. just. Fucking idiots! Like the world, yeah. the one person, it can't actually do anything. They all yeah. just profit off other people's labor, so they just kind of languished around and had basically slaves to do their bidding, the same way they do now. And uh, yeah, and then that led to a rise of like a super crazy fascist who just wants to like scorch earth the like people that are still surviving outside, who are mostly like weird mutants and cannibals and shit. Uh, so yeah, very very Mad Max vibe. Yeah, very like yeah Mad Max, but funnier. Yeah, like yeah, definitely a lot funnier. There's there's one point where there's like we're introduced to like one crew that's just like outside. The leader is flying fuck, and he's talking so to Rudy, 
the resident cannibal. It's like, so they're not all cannibals, but he's like, all right, Rudy, this chick brought us all the, you know, this hooch and all this technology and stuff. What have you brought us? And he's like, the skull mugs. Yeah, right. The creepy skull mugs that no one wanted. Know your fucking place. Freaking Rudy. <laughs> fucking Dude. Rudy. I just, there's like a line later where he, he's like, Rudy, why are you always trying to interrupt all my plans with this cannibal bullshit? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to eat people. I don't, know, I don't care how many times you try to, uh, yeah, you know. And, and Rudy keeps trying to like argue. It's like, no, it's not just about eating people. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's, <just> <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous uh, but yeah the art is so good because it's that classic steve scrosey like way too much detail super nitty-gritty and creepy and yeah, oh, it's it's it's, it's graphic yeah very there's yeah. a lot of deaths in this book too and they're oh, all man. pretty graphic a lot of people oh, yeah. getting like puddled Just, yeah yeah that's a good way to put it eyeballs <laughs> falling out of eye sockets yeah, and, yeah. whoa yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's good though i liked that i dug this it's really fun you know, yeah yeah definitely going to come back for issue number two yeah there were just too many sure. good books out this week otherwise i would have argued this is like it's top true. story material like that's yeah, how good. many good books but no we were. had to do an x-men book <laughs> Fuck hey you. i was surprised because it was, it was good yeah all right anyway so that's my shout out which is uh amethyst number six by amy reader and marissa louise oh, so we snap. finally get the ending of amethyst it's been another book that took a long break <laughs> yep um this this book was great. Uh, it I'm sad it's over, but you know what? I'm, I'm glad that we finally got the finale. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, this is this is a book I'm definitely going to pick up and trade because I I know you talked about a couple uh, issues and I think I missed one or two, but mostly because of like the quarantine. But it, I yeah. really liked what I did read, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up. So this book is just the the uh, confrontation between Amy and. Uh, Lord Opal, and um, she she ends up winning because of course, and uh, spoiler getting getting her parents back. But uh, not not every not everything is is as it as it seems. So dang, Ooh, yeah. love love the teaser there. That's right. fantastic. <laughs> it's it was really good. I definitely recommend checking it out. I hope that Amethyst comes back as a character. I don't know where she's gonna be. We haven't seen her post future state i don't think but yeah we'll figure well, it out maybe she maybe she'll be in future state surprise maybe appearance you know yeah <laughs> um so, but Good speaking of things not being as they seem uh Stillwater number four Ooh. by uh chip zadarsky ramon k perez and mike spicer um i just want to mention this book over and over again because uh when it was pitched when i read the solicit of basically the the plot is there's a town where no one can age but also, this is a horror book. And I'm like, where's the horror? That's not scary. That sounds great. But it's then each, mental horror. Yeah, each issue has some kind of existential mindfuck. Like, last issue, it was the cows where, like, people don't have to eat, but they want to. So they just slaughter cows over and over and over again. They just have to live in perpetual torture. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's enough to make anyone vegetarian. Um, yeah, and this one goes back to like the beginning of the town, and they figure out that their kids are aging. So like, their kids aren't aging, but well, their brains sorry, are. Their, their brains are aging, but their bodies aren't. So you have like a toddler who's just six. Literally, <laughs> the body, uh, the the mind of a five year old and the body of an eighteen month old is how is our main character. Whoa. Our main character. Yeah, this is basically the story of how he was like 
a child, a, a baby when the event happened. And then the mom is like, this isn't fair. This is torture. And he's not going to grow up yeah, in the body of an 18 month old. So it's her escaping him out and like how that happened. Yeah. You get a um, lot of background on the town and how certain people came to be and like how they've started to form these rules. So like, you don't have children who are just 50 year olds and shit like that. Like, because I mean, but they fucked. do. There's like that one kid yeah. that kept getting thrown off the fucking roof and he's got to be at least 30 now. Right. Some probably. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's yeah. Like you said, it's, it's horror, but it's yeah. not body horror. No, it's it all is. Men- it's all uh, mental torture. Existential and horror. horror. Well, there's a little kind body of body horror. horror. There's some body horror. Yeah. I would be horrified to be a 30 year old in a, in an infant body. That's fair. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know, I I don't know about you guys. Kind of fun. No. <laughs> I see. I, I see the to... things little kids are able to do, and I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. Like yeah, a, you like haven't read enough Black now? Hammer. Yeah, you haven't. You haven't read enough Black Hammer to see how depressed Golden Gale is to be in the body of a nine-year-old man. That's like, a nine-year-old. She can at least do stuff, but like a baby. Uh, baby, yeah, no, that would suck. Yeah, baby would be awful. Ugh. But yeah. Um, at least no one would look at you when you poop your pants. <laughs> what? I'm a baby. You're 40, Frank. <laughs> yeah, stop fucking pooping. I just want you to wipe. I just want you to wipe my butt. <laughs> Don't so skip on do the it. powder. Uh, yeah, it, just, it just turns into his kink. Oh my god. <laughs> Weird. Ew. <laughs> you know that? That's a yum. I'm willing to yuck. No. <laughs> This whole thing is yuck. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yuck. Not wrong. Um, we found we it. Should... We found the one yum we could yuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, so I have another shout, because I just loved everything this week. Uh, X-Force 15 by Benjamin Percy, uh, Joshua Kassara, and Guru EFX. Um this issue, just like, wow, fuck Beast? Like, fuck him? This issue was pretty cathartic, though. It pretty was. This, this entire very, issue was another... like, yo, Beast, you suck ass. Yo, yo fuck yeah. you. I, um, Beast has gotten kind of a raw deal. Like, I used to love Beast no! as a character. Like, he's he's one of my favorite X-Men. But over the past, like, five or six years, they've just turned him into a monster that I can't stand. Yeah, he's yeah. just a fucking sociopath now. <laughs> um, so yeah, this issue's a lot about that and a lot about uh, like them trying to get to the bottom of what the fuck the Russians are up to. So they like sleeper cell uh, uh, Mega Red without him knowing, and they like replace like this like object in his body and then resurrect him. It's just like, whoa, there's a lot of fucked up. Like there yeah. isn't a Geneva Convention for Krakoa, but there like should be. <laughs> yeah, so much. Yeah, but so even much if watching was. what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, but, there there is, but X Force is above it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a good point. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, that there's actually a couple data pages where the five are like, "Yo, this is kind of fucked." Like, <laughs> and then and then. It, there's like discourse back and forth between the five and Xavier and Xavier's just like I will reiterate that X-Force has full authority on the matter and it's basically just like know your fucking place and shut up and it's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa no yeah, he's just, like, I'm good with this it's like, yeah oh, I don't like it of course you are you piece of shit <laughs> and then uh, Kr- Krakoa like births a Kraken sure there's like a Kraken that also turns a whole crew of a ship into like surf zombies. Yeah. So it's like, we. It's like uh, a, it's like plunge. A Krakoa yeah. Kraken. A crack. Krakoan. God damn it! 
That doesn't. That's work. already a word. That's still a word. That's still yeah. yeah. They're they're crack crack a cow. Crack cow. Crack cow. Crow cracking. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I give up. Boosh and or cacao. <laughs> I really like the color work in this. So good. There's like a lot of these like really thin brush strokes, which works really well on Beast. Like Beast looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, this has been the same artist the whole time, but I think they switched colorists because yeah, it's like popping really hard. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Gu- Guru EFX. Really I don't know if that's a person or like a collective or I don't know what that means. It's a mystery. But <laughs> it's nice. a mystery. Oh, they, <laughs> they have a really cool style that I really like. They're also like not on Twitter, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an answer for yeah. you. They've um, been popping up on a lot of the books that we've been talking yeah, about recently. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the X the X universe. Mm-hmm. Really, really interesting style. Like, I'm digging it. Yeah. All right, I'll throw one out. Can't be uh, an issue. Uh, an issue. Fuck, man. I don't know words today. Um, <laughs> can't be an episode without this show without talking about Jeff Lemire. So, um, Barbalia number two. It's a Tate Bromble, Jeff Lemire, uh, Gabriel Hernandez Walta, and Jordi Belair. Uh, great series. Um, it's fucking a bummer. Yo, just man. a huge bummer Sounds about right about I, sa- fi- sa- figuring sad out queers. who you need to just, be yeah just <laughs> that's a great way to put it Jeez. <laughs> uh, unlike sad juggers <laughs> this is, um, sad queers is my other uh, it's your, it's your other fans. Yeah. that's my um, <laughs> jesus yeah this is really just barbalian trying to figure out like how to be who he is yeah, that's pretty much what this issue. And it's is. it's really interesting to use like the shape shifting thing because like, on one hand he's Barbalian, the famous superhero. The other hand he is a cop on a beat, and then on the third hand his other, mm-hmm. uh, he's just this like small town kid who wandered into a drag bar. How many yeah, hands does and- this guy have? Yeah, and and like, <laughs> it's it's great because he's talking to the same person. As, as different three different people, people. Mm-hmm. and he's like how the fuck do you know my name you know like he's just going through and kind of like the 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 lines are blurring and like his queerness is starting to influence how he is as a cop because he's just like wow i've never seen the cop cops behave like that and then like all the gay dudes are like yeah you've just never received the cops like yeah like exactly are, are the cops not like that or are they always like that and you've just never seen it right like oh man yeah it's, it's yeah, a lot he- of really cool yeah, he never yeah. saw it. Basically, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a really good, um, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, it's, pick- that's kind of a conversation I've been having with people a lot lately. Of like, well, I've never had a problem with the police. It's like, okay, <laughs> I wonder why. Well, let's break that down. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. mean that people don't have problems. Yeah, with, you know, do right. you happen to be cis and white? That's usually How where convenient. the conversation goes. Just, are you a straight white cis man? Maybe you don't have a problem with the police. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If I don't have a problem, there can't be a problem. But, That's all I know. But then Obviously, it, if I've never encountered it, yeah, it doesn't exist. Obviously. Right. It's, it's, it's that whole, if it, has, if it hasn't ever happened to me personally, then it must not exist. But then when exactly. it does happen to someone personally, it becomes this giant thing. It's like, no. It dude, becomes the most important thing to them. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, this definitely talks about that. Like, that's a very central theme to this, and it's it's very well done. Um, and it, it's centered, like, right during the AIDS crisis, and they talk yeah. a lot about, like, queer revolutionary history, and they, like, name mm-hmm. drop a bunch of, like, the different riots that, like, yep. changed the course of, like, gay yeah, rights. The, and, and the one, um, the one 
drag Stonewall. star is called Nightclub, which is yeah. fucking Love awesome. It. And she was she was in Stonewall, <laughs> and she was in like the San Francisco riots, and she yeah. was in like it's so good. Well, we yeah. talked about that um, when we talked about be queer, do comics. There was that whole yeah whole uh, segment in that book about all the mm-hmm. different riots. Yeah, yeah. this kind of hark this this references a lot of them, and one this I this one. Um, person is like a a central figure in all of them somehow and now has become like a legend in in the community and it's it's i just and i thought the name nightclub was fucking fantastic it's so good and that's also the name of the nightclub <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah it's because because it's her club like yeah, oh my god it's so fantastic good. yeah but yeah check it out black hammer universe if you're not familiar just go read all of it it's good also you don't even have to if you just want to yeah, jump this in one here, is pretty standalone. As long as you know who Martian Manhunter is, then you know who Barbalian is. Uh, basically, same same power set. And, yeah, so uh, far, I can confirm that I've never read Black Hammer, and I jumped on this on issue one. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's his origin story, so you don't need to know the rest of it. At least I think that's where most of this is going to be. I don't know how much, um, how how far along it's going to go, but it seems to mostly just be his origin before he's really in the big team up with everyone else yeah the only the only thing of reading this out of order is that like him being gay is kind of a big reveal in black hammer um so knowing that going in you'll probably read the subtext very differently than everyone else read it like you're like oh okay it's it's i see what's happening yeah no i i I, now that i know i want to go back and reread the beginning Mm -hmm. of black hammer it's probably still just as devastating oh yes i guarantee you it is comics work a little differently in that regard like um yeah, like yeah, it doesn't ruin this the the reveal. Sometimes it, like, you get more out of yeah, it, more really out of the do. story because you're you understand the characters a little bit more before you've. Started. Oh, totally, yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's like not to continue to spoil Black Hammer anymore, but like there's <laughs> there's a little bit of unrequited love going on, and then you figure out that the unrequited love is because he's gay, not because yeah. he doesn't love her. Like he's just yeah. like, oh, I love you, but like I'm not attracted to. I couldn't yeah. be attracted to you, right, and like. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's and, and then yeah, there's like he's trying to like build a friendship with one of the like men in the town that they live with and like and that they live in and that it's whole like fucking thing that whole fucking God. thing like once it's revealed like is a so much bigger than what you expected it to be. So yeah, I almost yeah, never basic, read comics yeah. in order. So like <laughs> the, the the thought of a comic spoiler is almost kind of lost on me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, great. that's fair. All right. right. Then talk about some more X Men. I guess we are not an X Men podcast. But (laughs) uh, yeah, I was willing to lift the embargo of no more X books as the top story for a while because this was just (laughs) this was dope. This grabbed me. Like yeah, the the big bad in this story. I am so excited for. Oh my god! It's Shadow King. It's such a great. It's such a great. I was grabbed from like the second. I was like, okay, where are we going? Oh, this is dope. Yeah, like the, as soon as this book started, the yeah, because like, it's, whole it's, little it's intro. bookended with Shadow King's childhood, and it's like this nice little boy was raised by this this nice old merchant, and then they lived in a town, and it was so nice, and then the boy met a sinister. It's like whoa, oh, oh, yeah, for, yeah this pretty is much at one that of point, my yeah. favorite villains in Marvel. Yeah, like, he's so just good. so dark, and he's one of those characters that like they showed him for a split second. I want to say it was like empire x-men when they when they called in all the psychics like he mm-hmm. was just in the background i'm just like oh shit farouk is on Krakoa. i'll bet storm has a 
lot of feelings about yeah. that. Like that is a oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was thinking about that too while I was reading this. I was like, how is Farouk not in the pit of despair? Like, yeah, he's a literal he done, monster, he, he but like all mutants are welcome. Yet. Yeah, he hasn't know? done anything wrong yet. I mean, yeah, Sabretooth well, hadn't done anything wrong yet. Uh, no. He killed yeah. a person. He broke yeah. the law. He, he broke, broke the, the law rules. as they made the law, That's which is a not little fair, fucky. <laughs> yeah, it's really not. He didn't know there were laws yet. <laughs> yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't great. pull that shit on somebody. Not to say that Creed would ever follow that rule, but you know. Yeah, he got a little bit of a raw deal. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, let so him, guess, yeah you can't arrest somebody for laws they don't know exist. Yeah, so the meat of the story is uh, Danny and... Is it karma? Yes. Kind of talking through like these dreams slash nightmares that she's having ever since that mission they went on to rescue that. I don't even remember. Who the that nightmare was. mutant. The nightmare mutant. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, the nightmare mutant caused a bunch they, of nightmares to happen. They yeah, say right. her name later on. I oh, forget. Cos- Cosmere. 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 Yeah, that's Cosmere. it. Yeah. And then just kind of working through that and they like kind of work through the dream and also like, they, like yeah a lot of her nightmares are from ten of swords like she's having swords, like the Araco like yeah. big climactic final battle like scenes are kind of playing well, they out talk her about nightmares. her trying to like because karma's a telepath so they talk about yeah. her trying to like take control of Iraqi uh mm-hmm. people and it not working yeah or, like, because they're like, just, just rage incarnate yeah. Yeah. yeah but she almost recognized one of them too and that's part of like what's in the nightmare it's like i i know who that is but i don't know why um but and danny's been trying to help her figure out like what's going on in her dreams and stuff um so that's cool yeah that's definitely setting up that's that yeah that's that's one plot thread that it's setting up the other plot thread that i love is that the basically the original new mutants like it's a danny moonstar uh wolfsbane um proudstar uh um, armor and magic all signed. Not armor, mirage. Or, oh, mirage. Uh, I'm sorry. sorry uh, um, it's uh, karma. Oh, karma. I'm sorry. Mirage um, is Danny. I never. I can never remember karma's uh, real name. Um, but yeah. So so it's them and and magic, and they're all writing to Xavier, or writing to the Quiet Council, and basically saying like, "Look, I know that you guys are trying to build a nation, but uh, the kids." Like, the youth of Krakoa are just languishing because they're not learning anything. They're not like, building their powers. They've they're got not, nothing to fucking do. Yeah, they're just yeah. fucking sitting there and they're getting bored and depressed. So they're like, you know, we need something to, like, occupy their time and, and engage their brains. Yeah, the X-Men and used Xavier's to be like, a school. Yeah, right. and, and Xavier's like, thank you so much for volunteering. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, what? Motherfucker. <laughs> So yeah, so that's them taking a bunch of the younger mutants under their wing and like creating basically danger room scenarios for them to like fight out and play around with their powers. So and they're teaching um, them mutant um technology. Technology. Yeah, the yeah, what we exactly. talked about in Sword, that's, they're ta- they're synergy. teaching them Yeah, and it's they, awesome. They show them. I like how Warpath shows up in like the the costume that they Jimmy. tricked him to to get <laughs> and he's just got these short shorts on and they he's just like I like them. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the best. I, I also <laughs> like that they called great. it synergy because uh, if you've ever played Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, that's literally what oh they God. call when you like do combos Combo with different up. power sets. <laughs> Dude, yeah, seeing, it was really cool how they did seeing that. Uh, seeing Jimmy get uh, mech warlock like warlock mech. Oh was my so God! Cool. Was dope. Cool. 
Yeah, so good. It's so yeah, was, good. Yeah, it yeah, cool and then like li- like magic uses his limbo uh, with Wolfsbane to create like multiple wolves. <laughs> yeah, that was, well, yeah, like one that's wolf your secondary mutation. I think is to split into multiple wolves. Well, I like how it's like there's a portal. One wolf goes in. Yeah, and, and you just five drop, wolves come out. Drop wolves on people. <laughs> it's raining wolves. And I thought Hallelujah. it was cool they showed the combination of um, Hallelujah. how they do the powers, like how their magic, how they, that's pretty good. Uh, Hallelujah, fuck, it's raining wolves. Uh, <laughs> um, they do a really good job too, because like basically they, they, they grab all these kids, some of which I'm familiar with, some of which I'm not, which I'm yeah. sure they're all, you know, previously established mutants, but um, they basically have like feral types and elemental types and they pit them against each other and they're like okay you guys fight and they, they do a really cool job of showing them all like fighting against each other and they're like okay uh now we're gonna show you how you we're could have done that yeah better. we're gonna show, we're gonna show, you, show, you, done. show you how it's fucking done and they and do then, all the synergy stuff and have their powers work together yeah and then they, and then they regroup the groups and like team people up with like power sets that don't match so they split up all the ferals away from all the ferals and all the elementals away from and like basically like okay play around see what you can do it's like super yeah because cool. because w- when you have complementary power sets you can do more can l- do- a lot cooler things with it yeah and that's the whole idea they're gonna pair them up so they can figure out different ways to use their powers also scout also- is my new favorite x-man <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um also what have ah, i got I'm like so excited. I can't even talk about it. Um, so as we talked about in Hellions, when they refused to resurrect Madeline Pryor because she's a clone. Oh, yeah. That, come, that came up. That too. came up again because... Um, Scout. Gabby. Honey Badger. Uh, what's her real name? What, what's... Um, no, Gabby. That, Gabby. Is that Honey... Ba- is Scout Honey Badger? Uh, oh, is her name Scout, Scout now? is not... That's... No. Is that, That's Scout's a different the, person? Yes. Scout, Scout's the one in the hood. Right? No, Scout's the one Unless, with claws, right? Is that her new code name? Cause no, Scout's the kid in the hood. Oh, that's Honey asking. Badger. Well, not according to the freaking credit page. Yeah, th- th- no that shit. that confused me too. Because at first I was like, "Oh wow, that's Honey Badger," <laughs> and I was like, "No, that's that- Scout." I was like, "So is there like another Honey Badger that's younger than no, Honey Badger?" That's, that's Scout I guess now? Honey Badger's new name is Scout. Yeah. All right, but yeah, it's basically so Laura Kinney is X-23. She's a clone of Wolverine. And uh, Scout slash Honey Badger slash Gabby uh, is... Let's just call her Gabby for like <laughs> brevity's sake. Um, she yes. is uh, a clone of a clone. So mm. she she's Laura's clone. Double so clone. So she literally raises her hand and she's like, um... What the fuck? Like, cause, cause basically they're talking about the synergy and they're like, what happens if we get hurt? And they're like, don't worry if you fucking die, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they're literally just like, if you go have fun, kids, if you kill yourselves, don't worry about it. <laughs> like that's literally their instruction as teachers. And, yeah, and then Gabby's, uh, Gabby's like, well, like, hold on. Uh, and they're like, no, that's, there's an exception to the rule. Cause, cause Maddie was, uh, crazy and she was a bad person but you're a good person so they'll make an exception yeah yeah and so we'll make an exception and then kind of like like blow her off and she's like i don't think that's true and that's like kind of how they leave that so that's cool i'm glad they're addressing that because what the fuck like there's so many clones and you just choose one clone is not okay like and honey badger is a a precious angel and i don't want anything bad to ever happen to her i love her (laughs) i love her and is is jonathan on krakoa Oh, I don't know. Jonathan is her pet honey badger. 
No, isn't it a pet oh, no, wolverine? It's a pet wolverine. I'm sorry. I love it. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Wolverine. I remember th- th- we He's- had a there was a Slack thread uh, at one point where I forget what it what it was, but it was like building a, an X Men team. And I was like, oh, well, that's easy. Wolverine, X-23, and Honey Badger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I think and I Albert. threw Puck in there for fun. And Albert. <laughs> oh, and Albert, yeah. Yeah. Just well, all of the Wolverines. All of the Wolverines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you could throw in Dakin in there, too. Yeah. Uh, you got a bunch. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, but then... Then the end of the book is bookended again with some of the younger mutants that were in that class running over to a fucking cave on Krakoa, just creepy little cave where Farouk <laughs> is living. And they're like, oh, ooh, ooh, I want to tell you first. I want to tell you first. And they're just like reporting back to Shadow King. Yeah, not creepy yeah, so at this, all. Yeah. So this has very clearly been happening for a while, too. Yeah, because they yeah. are very eager. And it's like, there's like, they're like around and uh, the like a fire and there's like a huge like uh bust of shit like fruit's head and yeah. it's like that's not creepy at all yeah no, it's no. terrifying like he's like they made him look so fucking sinister <laughs> like, obviously he <laughs> I is mean, but like he, he they made him look he's pretty just... creepy in terms of x-men villains yeah oh sure. yeah especially oh, with sure. this art style this art style is very reminiscent yeah. of like old school new mutants like that that oh it's yeah, Sinkovich yep. all the yeah. way yeah the, so this is one of the really great things about the the book is that not only the art, but I feel like the writing really captures Claremont's style of like character interaction, getting people getting like downtime and like, you know, um, just them being kids and like interacting and mm-hmm. then um, action and all of it. Like it's just the perfect and the, balance and the horror aspect too. Right. Like there's, there's a, that deep CD like darkness of the shadow King stuff. And like, and the... cause, uh, yeah. Cause new mutants was the new mutants and Excalibur, the side books to Claremont's X-Men were really the books that let him push John, uh, genre boundaries. So like, yeah. that's where we got demon bear and, you know, new mutants was able to go more harder than the other, other books. And it, was really creepy, especially for when it came out in oh, mainstream yeah. books. So, this- yeah, and, and this definitely gets that vibe. It's like yeah. just enough, like Degrassi meets like <laughs> X Files, <laughs> right? And the, yeah, that's good. And it's really good at being funny too. Like just the oh, character yeah. interactions, like magic. Yeah, yeah at, is telling cool. Warlock to not bother her, and it's like <laughs> go bother Doug. It's like I can't. Doug is happy with Bay. It's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I've learned oh, not yeah, to interrupt him. Yeah. Interrupt him yeah. when he's being happy with his new wife. It's like, oh, and, no. and they're continuing magic, being uh, just like uh, downing uh, whole things of coffee. Yeah, she's addicted yeah, to coffee. <laughs> which i should warn her that will eventually fuck up your nervous system, and you will be a twitchy mess for the rest of your life. <laughs> I I mean I I love this cast so much and I I was really I was enjoying the the issues before the Hickman stuff was good and the the Brisson stuff was enjoyable but now it feels like Vita they really gave the book a um a mission statement like it feels oh, like totally. uh it feels kind of more cohesive and There's like, a direction. Yeah, cuz yeah. like uh the the Hickman stuff felt like a lot of him ending the story he had with Sunspot 
and Cannonball. Like that was because yeah. that they, they were part of his Avengers um, when he was writing Avengers. So like that felt like him wrapping up loose ends that he wanted to do, and it was fantastic. It was all Shi'ar stuff. It was great. Um, and then the Ed Brisson stuff, it was it was very good, but it felt a lot like filler, like filling time until Ten of Swords and filling time until the next big thing. Um, and this is the next big thing. Like this is what it was waiting for. It's just yeah, this, so this, good. This, this, this creative cool. team is dynamite. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I, 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 I think I said a couple episodes ago that uh, Vita is amazing, and they're gonna be one of the next bang. big things coming soon. I do uh, think I it. remember that. Yeah, yeah, because I think we um, I came up when we were talking about Swamp Thing. Yep. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And we covered their Nebula and Morbius. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we've been talking about them a lot over the last uh, over the last year, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And th- they also had a, a um, I think my favorite bit in Wolverine, uh, Black, oh, White, this and Blood week? this week. Yeah, that was also their story my was favorite awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was this cool saber uh, saber tooth story. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to do a cool. shout, but it's just it's such a huge masthead, and like it was a bit hit or miss, but um, they're they're. Their part of it was great. It was like that classic. Yeah, Vita's story definitely stood out ab- among, uh, you know, some pretty good stuff. Yeah, that that classic um, Creed just showing up and fucking up Wolverine's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So that's uh, that's last week's comics. We did it, you guys. Oh, so this is where we mentioned that we're going to be taking a little bit of right. a break. <laughs> Um, for the holidays. Because next week, dude, I was just looking at it. There's an ice cream man. There's an ice cream man advent calendar issue. Dude, series finale of Gideon Falls. Ah, fuck. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna take (laughs) two weeks off. You won't miss us too much because while we're gone, we're gonna give you guys a year-end special where we're gonna do some superlatives. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the best stuff. That we've talked about over the last year, so we're going to do it award show style, like a real mm-hmm. podcast, taking time off, but not actually taking yeah. time off. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're gonna we're gonna introduce you guys to the Shorty Awards. Yeah, really Fuck excited. Yeah. It's gonna be so much. We fun. literally it's thought of this uh, right before we started recording tonight. I'm excited. <laughs> Y'all should be excited. In classic us form. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have <laughs> artwork ideas no in the to... in the mix. Like we're we're producing a whole fucking show here. No one's listening to the show for preparation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, we have a lot of ideas, but no uh, time or drive. <laughs> so in order to do one of these ideas, we have to stop the regular thing to do the the bonus thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it just started as one of those things. Of like, hey, we're gonna do um. We're gonna do like a best of thing, and then like the more we think about it, the more of a thing it becomes. Yeah. <laughs> and now you've said it out loud, so it has. Yeah, to I have. A, I have exactly. an entire podcast in pre-production that started that way. So, like, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, well, if you're on the way to the shop, it's gonna be a dope week for comics. So load up so you can read them on Christmas. Hell yeah! There's yeah. good shit coming out. Yeah, get a get, get all snugly in front of the fire with uh, some new mm-hmm. comic books. Absolutely. I have to mention record-breaking Spawn thir- 313 is coming out, so just want to throw that out there here on that trip. Every time. Have to. So, yeah. So, that's it for last week's comics. Um, 
follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. Um, consider joining our Patreon, uh, go to juelinggenre.com slash support. We have two tiers. There's the $3 tier, which is, you know, that's just a regular comic book. If you think about it, that's that's one book. That's cheaper than that's a regular cheaper. That is cheaper than a regular, regular book. book. But at the $3 level, you get um, the, the archive of all of our, uh, our Patreon stuff. Um, and at the $5 level, you not only get the archive of all of the past um, Patreon stuff, but you get a lot of the cool stuff that we're working on now that uh, is going to be coming out pretty soon. So that's, that's what? That's like a, 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 a giant size X-Men, the $5 level. So. Mm-hmm. that's not much Fucking join our patreon get in there uh get some cool stuff so uh yeah also as always go out and support your local comic shop it's the holidays uh or the holidays just pass i don't i don't know what's what anymore or what uh, christmas <laughs> is like in two days from now right yeah should be so there's uh last minute christmas shopping go to the comic shop buy some comic books buy some comic book uh gift cards uh support treat yourself treat yourself buy yourself something nice get a get yourself a proton pack or something while you're in there (laughs) uh so yeah so uh get out there buy some comics we'll see you next week for myself casey sean and rj this is tales from the short box goodbye everybody